social conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, Sister Jane Ngosi, who's a health care manager for Riza Babuyile. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Sister Ngosi. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. How are you? Thank I'm you for having me. I'm strong. I'm strong. How are you? I'm good. Listen, did you hear that song that we played by Ukuzane? No, not really. Oh, well, Sister That's Say, don't touch my breast. Don't touch me. You know, addressing to oh. the men that, no, let's respect each other. Respect my body res- uh, as I respect my own body. Respect your own body. So that's that's what we are talking about uh, today. Um, as International yeah, Day yeah, of Action yeah. for Women's Health was being observed on Saturday, the 28th of May, uh, you as Riza Babuyile are calling for a focus on promoting bodily autonomy for women and girls. Why is yes. this? Why have you decided to take this up as your own banner? Okay, we've seen that uh, a lot of young people in our country uh, are struggling. So, um, especially with the issues of uh, getting into, into, getting safe, uh, getting contraceptives, and uh, making their choices regarding whether to terminate or keep, keep pregnancies. Uh, in case they fall pregnant. So we approached, we decided to take an approach of focusing on the youth so that we can prevent a lot of uh, complications in future. When we face the problems uh, of the youth at an early stage, uh, from the ages of 12 upwards, we are able to, to prevent a lot. So that's why we've decided to focus on on, on uh, approaching our youth or the young girls specifically, so that from from the school uh, premises, so that we can we can discuss such issues that, that are challenging to them. Are you going into various schools, or is your organisation based in a community, um, and young we, people we, come into your organisation? Patricia, we go into schools. We have a. Uh, recruited some community healthcare workers and trained them, and we've recruited as well some young professional nurses uh, below the ages of uh, of 30, so that they can identify with these young people. So we go, we request a slot at the schools, and then we talk to the young girls. This is really much needed for young girls to be empowered, right? I mean, we are looking at the struggles that we have been facing. I was talking earlier about the fact that, you know, the report that came out on the teenage pregnancy um, a couple of months ago was alarming. Yeah, yeah, Uh, it was very much alarming. And these are school-going age girls who are either being molested, raped, or who are having sex to get a, a way to life, to be able to eat, feed themselves and their yeah, families. Yeah, they are vulnerable and there are people taking advantage of that. So uh, I think uh, COVID has contributed so much into such a, a situation because people are just sitting out there and uh, nothing. You know that other kids, they just go to school and get fed. Uh, they get uh, their meals at schools, especially the, the those from the ages of 12 up to 18. They get their meals, some of them, depending on the background at home, some of them, they, they, they get their meals 
for survival at the school. They don't have breakfast at home. So now they find themselves sitting at home. There's lockdown. There's no longer anything, no one catering from for them, that breakfast that they usually receive at school. Also, such factors contribute to such an increase in, in this number of teenage pregnancies. Mm. And when you go out as an organization to the schools to interact with the young girls, are they open with you or is it one of those? Because I remember um, at school we'd have various organizations coming through and it was never very interactive. Uh, it would be the adults standing in front of us, telling us, telling us, telling us, telling us. And uh, by the time that particular session is finished, we've You're forgotten. <laughs> yeah, we are, we've forgotten because we've been fiddling with our thumbs. We're sitting on the floor, you know, cross-legged. Yeah, we are numb yeah, already in yeah. the knees. So how are these yeah. sessions and do you get to interact with the girls? Do you hear what they are going through, what their plights are? Yeah, what we usually do, that's why I'm saying we've chosen to to, appro- to approach this youth by using uh, the healthcare professionals who are not that older, uh, who are able to adapt to the situation, to the age gap. So it's, it's a bit easier. And uh, what happens is that we try to make it a discussion than a lecture. When you make a, a topic, you, you, you present your topic in a form of, of a discussion, you are engaging with these youngsters. They are able to voice out uh, the challenges they are having as young people rather than uh, uh, you teaching and they get bored and sleep. They are feeling like you are telling them. You don't know what they are going through. So it's easier like that, and what makes also what makes it easier, and the the way we see, the the outcomes that we end up seeing afterwards, it's so positive because we are having a mobile like in Alex, uh, would go to 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 Alex High there, and then our our mobile clinic is not far from Alex High, so they come afterwards. Because some young people are so afraid of going maybe to 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 our our local clinics um, where everyone goes because they, they they feel like everyone is going to be uh, judging or looking at them. But for us, they, we are mostly focused on to them, so it makes makes it easier when they get there. They don't find a large queue of older people, so it's only about them. Now, in terms of, I mean, providing them with uh, sanitary pads, uh, menstrual cups, tampons, whatever it is that young girls might need, are you as an organization able to do this at the schools? Because some girls don't go to school for a week or so every single month because they can't afford to, to, to have sanitary pads. That, that, that is so true, Patricia. Uh, the, the, the fact about Reza Babuile is that uh, a lot of times we, re, we depend on, on funding from donors. We request for funding. So uh, currently what we've been doing is uh, like in KZN now during these floods, we have uh, been buying groceries. We go out there and take the list because there's a lot of young people also on those uh, community halls who are staying there. So we get a list of whatever that they need, and then we buy, uh, including the sanitary pads and the groceries to eat there. Mm. And so, you're so the, as for mm. as for supplying the schools, that is something that we are looking into because we work with the with our with with, with funders 
and for them to fund, we, we have to give them statistics, and that's the way we, because we've only started this program in in January this year. Mm. All right, I hear you. It's it's very good work. Is is the organisation based throughout the country? Yes, uh, it's not really, but uh, we we're really expanding because we started here in 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 Joburg. Uh, Alexandra, we are in, in, in Deep Flute, we are in Orange Farm, we are in Lowsbeck, KZN, we are now uh, assisting with the flooding also at Epeguini, and we are also at Limpompo, Waterbeck. So we are expanding in a way. Mm. So the expansion is very good. Let's talk contraception. Um, uh, Sister Nkos. Contraception is yes. one of those things that are very contentious, right? Uh, yes. But young girls as young as 12 years old are legally allowed to seek for contraception um, and even a termination of pregnancies. Yes. And, and that is, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, that, that is so true, uh, Patricia. Uh, young girls, you know, you know when you're staying with your, with your girl child at home, you, other things may be hidden from you as much as you try to be friends with your child. Other things you may not know, but uh, the, 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 the child herself, if the child feels that now I'm ready or I'm at risk, she has that boyfriend whom she's uh, having that uh, fling or relationship with, and she knows that maybe uh, anytime anything can happen, she knows the, the pressure that she's uh, experiencing from this boyfriend. So she has a right to now go to the clinic uh, to, to, to get some contraceptives without having any fear and uh, without uh, being judged. And in cases where a child has been raped or they find themselves falling pregnant at an early age. They also have a right uh, at any age. You have a right to go and 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 if you opt for termination of pregnancy and terminate that pregnancy. But our focus is more on 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 the prevention part because uh, as you know that uh, abortion itself there's still a lot of stigma in our society regarding that. Uh, which is why you'll find there are still uh, the, those backroom abortions, that are, those illegal abortions that are going on because uh, pe- our people, our women are still afraid of, 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 of showing themselves out there. So uh, these young people should be prepared before so that you prevent getting into that stage where now if you decide to do termination of pregnancy, your mind is not ready to, de- to deal with all these uh, criticisms and, and, and all. You have to be mature enough so that you can deal with it. You know that it requires a lot of counseling even afterwards. Now, when you are addressing these young girls around the various options for contraception, right, including termination of pregnancies, do you, do you speak to them about repercussions? I mean, do you speak to them about what could happen? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of scenarios where a young girl would opt for the pill and then she falls ill and takes an antibiotic. I've heard that can change things yeah, or she yeah. has diarrhea. Do you speak to them about the fact that some of these um, contraceptives 
alternative methods, like for instance the injection, could have long-lasting effect on the body. So when they are finally ready to fall pregnant, it might take much longer, or it could not happen. Do you speak about how it changes, uh, you know, even the flora and fauna of the vagina and the uterus area? Yeah, it's our responsibility as healthcare professionals, whether we're in government or we're in the private sector, as we are in NGO, to to. To, to, to give full information so that a person or this child can make an informed decision. You know, um, some contraceptives, there are myths around the issues of contraceptives. There are issues that we believe in, which we, we've now adopted to be true, whereas those, those are not true at all. So I'm happy because now, uh, even in government institutions, what we do, uh, is that before we, we even uh, uh, start giving you the contraceptives, you're supposed to, to screen you first. We're supposed to, to, to teach you about the risks that are involved. Of course, there's no risk of you not falling pregnant uh, in future, although there will be a delay there. But the issue of it preventing uh, fertility, it's a myth. It's not a fact. It's, it's not something that is proven. It doesn't work like that. But then our youth has the right to know that uh, risks like uh, if you took the contraceptives early, like uh, the pill, you might uh, put yourself in in risks in future of having maybe cervical cancer. Some cancer are, are most common if you started early. As much as also with 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 with, with uh, teenage pregnancy. Starting to to give birth at an early age also poses a risk for you to get a, 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 a cervical cancer as you you grow in future. So uh, we give them the full information and then we screen them before. We don't usually just we are not at all supposed to just issue treatment before teaching and and, and allowing uh, the person to make an informed decision. And also, Mm. they have a right also to know that this contraceptive will not prevent you from getting HIV AIDS. It will not prevent you Mm. from getting STIs. And uh, certain STIs can take a long time to be cured. Uh, Certain, like uh, your HIV, it it cannot be cured at all currently so they have a right to know and uh, nowadays there are programs also like prep for hiv um which also i think our youth i believe that our youth they have a right to know that if you find yourself in a situation where you don't trust yourself now you can take the pills uh, or that treatment, the PrEP, so that you prevent, you, you protect yourself from uh, getting infected with the HIV virus. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's our the first and foremost uh, responsibility of a primary healthcare provider is prevention. So you do that through teaching. And our young girls need to be taught. Um, yes. Women need to be taught these things. Yes. How, how do you transition from those who are no longer young girls but no longer going to school because maybe of finances or family circumstances or even being pregnant? How do you reach out to them? I'm happy you, you've mentioned that. We, we are also having some CSWs or community healthcare workers who go door to door every day. And they talk to to the community members. They assess 
your home environment, they see if uh, there are health risks there in your environment. Sometimes they can find out in one house, maybe there's a, it's a child-headed family, and they try to find out how this family is surviving, how are they living. You find that uh, out that uh, some, some young girls are now... Uh, maybe sex workers so that they can try to provide for their young ones, you know, the status in our country nowadays, uh, and even in the whole world. So we've sent our our community healthcare workers to the community to do door-to-door every day. And we, we encounter such problems. And when, when we encounter them, we don't just sit with those uh, problems. We now refer so that they can get assistance. They get psychosocial help, and they also get referred if, in case maybe some youngsters uh, got raped or they, 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 our CSWs have been trained to be able to identify if 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 a person maybe is stressed in a way or a child has is having uh, some some stress and just dig deeper and dig deeper and then refer to our our our, our nurse so that the nurse can carry on uh, with the assessment so yeah we are we cater for them in that manner Mm. You know, I, I love the work that you're doing, and I believe that it's work that can help um, our young girls uh, to get stronger. But do you, do, you, do you talk to them about the boys then? Because the more we empower girls, it seems like we are sidelining the boys, and the boys are going to grow to become men. That is true. That is true. Uh, it's no longer... You know, what people usually say is that when you say to a child, don't do this without explaining why, you are sending them to do it. So um, what we have to do, what we do, we don't, we, we no longer say, now don't associate with boys. They live with boys. They have uh, boys in their neighborhood. They have boys at home. But what we teach them is to be able to stand up for themselves to be able to say no, not to say yes just because you want to please your friends, to to, to be able to stand against peer pressure. And, yeah. and and interaction, because now it seems like everything you're teaching them is uh, uh, gear up against these men. So you might end up raising a generation of very angry young little girls who are going to become women who are just, they've got these brick walls. But interaction, general interaction between boy and girl, the way we grew up, where there's mutual respect. And when a boy is doing something wrong, you can always say, no, man, don't speak like that. Um, but it seems that the teachings are all about build that wall, fight for yourself. I know society is tough, but we're talking here, a 12-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl. That is why sometimes we don't have to separate the kids when we teach them. Um, You know, when you talk of issues like teenage pregnancy, you cannot separate them because uh, that boy is also responsible sometimes, a lot of times, for the pregnancy. And the girl has fallen pregnant. So also the boy has to know that uh, they have to 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 also live a life that will not pose a risk risk to themselves. Uh, so if you exclude them from 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 the the education that you provide out there, you are not doing justice at all. And also their friends, 
they are not supposed to. That's what I'm, I was trying to say, that they are not supposed to stay away from boys, but they should learn to just uh, stand up for themselves when there's a need to, to, to stand up for themselves. Because when we grow up, there was this thing of uh, maybe you have to prove to a boy that for, if you if you love me, then you must sleep with me. So now we have to teach our young girls to know that, okay, you can have an interaction. You can still have a relationship, but not a, a rush into the decisions to, 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 to have sex because it has some implications, not only on the girls, but to both of you. It can affect both your life and also affect the child if in case one of you falls pregnant. Mm, very true. So you say your organization has uh, donors and you rely on, uh, on people to come in with assistance. For those who want to assist, whether with their time, with their knowledge, giving talks at the various schools, or even donating things for your organization, what is it that they should do to be in touch with you? Okay, uh, our website is www.r dsb.org.za mm-hmm. and then our telephone line is 011-462-7431 sorry All right, just repeat it for us again the cell phone number repeat it please okay it's a 011-462 Seven, four, three, one. Excellent. So maybe list out some of the things that are very critical for your organization right now so people can start um, bringing in the aid that is critical. The what? Things Pardon? that you need. What are the things you need at your organization? Okay. Um, currently, we'll be opening a, 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 a bigger structure in, 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 in Deep Flute beginning of, of, of July, uh, because we were operating on the on a mobile facility. So um, furniture, we are working on it, but there's still some things that are missing there that we still need. And also we are, the, the issues of, of some uh, foodstuffs and blankets for the people in KZN, those who are affected by the floods, uh, we need those a lot. Okay, so those are the things that you are currently in need of and people can go to your website or even use the cell phone number to be able to be in touch with you to donate. Yes. In terms of manpower? Uh, currently, in terms of, for, for manpower, we are covered, I can say that. Excellent, excellent. I'm sure A-teamers are going to um, bring through the much-needed help. Thank you so very much for uh, calling in, for joining us, and also for just letting us know what you're doing um, for young girls and for women in our communities. It's great work, uh, Sister Ngosi. It's really, really great work. And we commend you and your team. Thank you very much.